Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And this week, Joe and I took a trip to the Poconos to catch the NASCAR race. I got to experience NASCAR for the first time and take a bunch of photos. And I, in lieu of going to NASCAR, went to New York and saw a Star Wars burlesque show, made some dice, and Joe and I went golfing. All that and more of this week's episode, Tabletop Trio Podcast. Hello there. Hi. Hey. Welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And uh, we've got a fun one for you this weekend, uh, or this week. Uh, this weekend, it's about this week. Yeah, well, this week about <laughs> the weekend, we all did uh, a bunch of random stuff. All did things. Um, all stuff. Can all stuff confirm. happened. Things happened, and other stuff as well. Yes. Super descriptive. Are you okay? I, it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still getting over like the, uh, the 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 automotive fumes from the weekend. Uh, I was um, way too close. Yeah, you were. Hi, welcome to Stuff We're Podcast. <laughs> I like gas. I've got gas. Speaking of gas, you degassed stuff. I did degas stuff. <laughs> I'm getting really good at these. <laughs> Your transitions, Joe, are on point. Let me tell you. So... <laughs> um, I made some new molds for some new resin things, and we can start out by taking a look at some of the keycaps I made. Yes. Important distinction. Um, Let me know when I, I'm good to switch over. You're good to switch over. I don't think the... Ooh. Oh, that's too Those low. Very pretty. I don't think the space bar keycap is going to survive, or um, mold is going to survive, unfortunately. There were some issues in its creation. Um, we are having consistent bubbles and shit going wrong with the rim, but I'm going to go ahead and just shine a light on these real quick, both uh, figuratively and literally. I see sparkles. Ooh. There are red flakes in those. Mm. Um, the smaller keys came out literally perfect. The space bar mold I might need to redo because I am getting that bubble. But uh, that is the second thing. I, these, this was the leftover resin I used. To make these that's always like when i pour too much i make keycaps mm -hmm. and then you know i don't really ever do anything with them so but uh, i did want to bring these out because i just could not wait to show them Ooh. um so an interesting thing happened with this that's never happened to me before um i ended up burning the red ink that went into there so hmm. there was a chemical reaction inside the dice when i poured them and i've had it happen before but it's always been with purple like some purple inks burn really bad and they turn brown. Mm. So whatever you're making ends up looking shitty. This red alcohol ink burned orange and I was trying to make it look like mm. wildfire. Okay. And what I ended up making looks like radioactive lava mm -hmm. and the smoke yeah. rising off of it. And as you move the camera over them, the colors change. So when you get kind of low, they're very red and black and you see a lot of the like reflection and then you get up top and they turn kind of orange and and like almost like a like, neon orange. Like Sunsetty. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, you can see that there's the red flakes within it. Um, they really like they come alive no matter what angle of light mm -hmm. you're looking at them. Um, this is my first pull with a new mold. So all 
all these dice look slightly different than my old dice. The D8's very elongated compared to how they used to be. Um, the D20 shrunk just a little bit to make it fit into more cases, like uh, dice carrying cases. He's still chonky. But yeah, but it's still bigger <laughs> than a typical Chessex dice. I kept the spike D4 and I made the coin a little bit heftier because the previous one was a little weak. Mm -hmm. um, it was very thin, so it got flimsy at points. But um, I'm really happy with the way these turned out. Uh, I pulled them and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck did I just make? Um, <laughs> because they look like nuclear fire, I've decided to call them elephant's foot. Oh, mm. okay. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what that is already and I don't have to explain it. Totally. Do you, do you really not know? No. Okay. Uh, the elephant's <laughs> foot is the mass of the radioactive core that melted out of Chernobyl. Ah. And is the most radioactive thing on the planet. One of the few times the element corium has ever existed on Earth. Well, I should say the material corium. Hmm. So, anyway, that's, uh, that's these are my awesome. elephant's foot set. They and look great. It's Thanks. funny. When you first took them out of the bag, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a really pretty red. And then seeing them in the distance from like this angle right there, they still look red. Yeah. But once you go, or at least to me, mm -hmm. uh, but once they get put in the light like that, I can see that brilliant orange kind of shining through. Yeah. They, and that, that's so cool. I did not intend for them to be color shift. I, I mixed like a light orange, a very light red, because I wanted it to look like fire, like flames looking up. And then I put a little bit of uh, gold and red foil inside the red. And then I did like a mix of black with red foil in it to make it look like embers flying up through smoke. That's so cool. And the, uh, the one and three on the top, I think is my favorite face. Yeah. Cause it looks like there's like a, like a drip. Ah, uh, it looks really cool. Oh yeah. It does look like, <laughs> like smoke rising up. Yeah. Those are really pretty. Yeah. These look, Thanks. uh, these look awesome. So I'm going to probably polish these up in a few days, and um, I don't know what I'm going to do with them yet, but I really, really love the way they came out. <laughs> yeah, these are awesome. They are. They look great. I like the pointy D4, uh, D4s. The spike? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to get it's a set. Dangerous of, to oh. roll, but. I, was gonna, I need to get a set of those because the uh, the triangle ones, they don't like me very much. <laughs> Granted, like, I don't roll I feel D4. like no dice likes you that So much. here's the thing. <laughs> Sitting First in, of all, shut up. Sitting in this seat, <laughs> the dice love me. Sitting on the other side of the table, they hate me. You just got to move. Just move permanently. <laughs> right? so, so on this one, the four is the fun face because it kind of looks like a zebra. Oh, actually, it kind of looks like the monster logo. Don't yell at me, monster. Don't sue <laughs> us. I'm just saying it looks like it. It's not. It looks. It's not. <laughs> I am not making monster dice. <laughs> I am not profiting off of anybody's intellectual property. They sue oh, wow. everybody for using the word monster. They don't even. They're they're bad. They're just as bad as Nintendo. Oh God. Yeah, that is really. I, cool. I found that out uh, recently. Oof. Not by me. I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't gather you garner the wrath of uh, monster. <laughs> Did not receive a cease and desist. <laughs> Not Anyways, yet. I just, I really wanted to show those. I couldn't wait because they, they came out so fucking perfect. Well, while we're on the topic of, of stuff you've made, you had some stuff over the weekend while we were up in the Poconos. Right. So um, I did something I never thought I was going to do. 
Um, I'm pretty like reserved when it comes to risque topics. I don't really super like talking about them with people that much. I don't really like, um, I don't really like talking about or doing taboo things. Um, I went to a show in New York. It was my friend Reagan's birthday and she wanted to go to a burlesque show. Mm, Okay. And I kind of like, I approached Allie about it and I was like, should I, should I bail on this? Like, I feel like this is like basically me going to a a strip show. And Allie was like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> i was like oh, okay have fun <laughs> oh okay I, I did not expect that i thought she was gonna be like no that's gonna make me uncomfortable she was like i literally do not care at all um but it was actually a star wars burlesque <laughs> show i was wondering what you did star wars related because i saw the one picture of you guys in the theater and it had the yeah. star wars backdrop yeah. and i'm like what Star yeah. Wars did you do? I'm very jealous. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I don't remember them releasing any like anniversary theater things no, or anything no. like that. Um, so we went, the, the show is called The Empire Strips Back. Okay. I thought that was yes. a typo when she wrote it on one of the comments. So I just wrote that off. Nope. That's what the show is called. And I did not think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I thought I was like, okay, well, we're going out for alcoholic ice cream first and we're going out to karaoke later. So I'm going to have a good time regardless. And then the show, like the guy that was doing the intermission while they like changed the stage and the setup and everything Mm -hmm. was hilarious. Um, Only thing I would have changed had nothing to do with the show. The people sitting behind us were obnoxious as fuck. And at several points in the show, I almost turned around and punched them. (laughs) (laughs) But the show itself, fantastic. uh, Oh yeah, it it was so much fun. Um, so they they tried to keep everybody like to the character. So uh, Luke, they opened up with Luke on uh, on Tatooine washing her speeder. Mm. So it was like a like a wet <laughs> car wash kind of thing. And then uh, the next one was like Leia talking to r2d2 and like sending the help me obi-wan you're my only hope and then leia started stripping and leia was absolutely fucking yoked like eight pack huge all muscle thighs and then while she was doing like the end of the striptease r2d2 started spinning in circles and shooting money out of his head And I haven't even got to the craziest parts yet. Uh, I like how if she was so jacked, you'd be like, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the end of the movie. She didn't need help. Right. <laughs> so like they did things with like Twi'leks, which are the alien race with the like head tentacles coming down. But that was like a like a weird ballet thing. Like, mm. It was still very cool, but not what I was expecting. There were two things that really stuck with me through all of it. The first was that Jabba the Hutt was not like one of the strippers job of the hut was a massive set piece that mm. was very clearly operated from behind by a couple of people. And it was, um, the biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? <laughs> and Leia would sing that part. And Jabba was biggie and would sing the rest of it. Mm. And the other thing was <laughs> the emperor oh, was no. in it. Oh, Darth Sidious. Oh, so he comes out and he's in the robe and you hear like that <laughs> thing and he's got like two um, like uh, imperial officers behind him like women mm-hmm. and he is like going to the crowd and like pretending to shock people and then laughing and then he starts stripping <laughs> and there was a girl in like a 
full on old man wrinkle suit complete oh. with dick and balls <laughs> like rubber prosthetic and the balls hung down to like mid thigh <laughs> and the song was accompanied by the best set piece of the night a disco ball mm. a disco death star dropped Makes from the sense. center of the stage as it should on a long chain with a seat on top mm. and the Emperor sang Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it was fucking uh, phenomenal. Oh, that's I wild. love everything about that. That <laughs> I, is so good. I strongly recommend you go see it. <laughs> everything about it was really good. <laughs> oh. Just the and the thing is, I'm visualizing like Star Wars characters doing this. Mm. So I'm picturing Palpatine riding the Death Star. Naked. <laughs> Naked. 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 Balls down to his At knees. one point, she literally jerked the prosthetic dick off. Mm. I I was not prepared. Classic. <laughs> Absolutely unprepared. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. That is incredible. Oh, never changed New York. Right? <laughs> anyway... That's what I did while you guys were doing NASCAR stuff. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? About the polar opposite. Yeah. yeah. I would, <laughs> well, not exactly. Well, then again, I'm sure the infield was a little wild. Yeah, I'm sure the infield was wild. Um, well, we went to the Poconos. We had some. Uh, we had some special credentials. We did. So I was able to take uh, photographs of uh, the race. I was able to go pretty much anywhere. Um, I kept. Like, while we were walking around, I kept walking past security. I had my little vest on, um, and I kept walking past security guards and stuff. I was like, am I allowed over there? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, all right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you got the bed. And dude. then uh, we, we got to one spot. I think we were, was it on Sunday? I, I got to one spot with Bob, and um, I was like, I'm going to go over there and take some photos. And the guy goes, you could go. And then Bob went to go walk. And he goes, mm-mm, no vest. And I was like... This is where your journey ends, Bob. I turn around, I'm like, <laughs> got him. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> but um, it was a wild experience to be at my first NASCAR event, period. Mm -hmm. And then to be like in, like I was in pit road. Um, mm -hmm. I was off on the field, like in the grass. So Dang. if we, if you go and watch back uh, the race, Mm -hmm. you'll see me in the cams. Like you'll see me just chilling on the grass <laughs> and like I'm in turn one and like I'm through the pits. And, um, that was, that was a crazy experience. Like I, um, was taking pictures before the race starts. Cause I wanted to get all like the, uh, like the crowd shots and stuff like that. Right. And, um, I was like just chilling in the, the, the pit lane. Like I was in pit lane, not like, off on the side of pit lane. I was like literally next to the car. You were in the shit. And then all oh, of a yeah. sudden everyone started lining up and I was like, Oh shit. Why are we lining up? And then it's, it's time for, uh, the song. It's time. It's, it's time. And I was like, Oh, the fuck. song. Yeah. You know, national anthem. The national anthem. Oh, oh, it's the, the song. song. Yeah. yeah. So, and they do like, they do like a little like invocation, like prayer kind of thing. Yeah. They, they do a prayer ahead of time. Then the national anthem. And Saturday, everything was fine. We did the national anthem. I was there. Yeah, I got a lot of fist bumps from all of the uh, pit crew because I happened to be standing on the line. Sunday <laughs> was a little different because Sunday, I was on the line, and 
again, it's weird because you're look. I'm looking at everybody in the stands like I'm part of the fucking race. Um, I'm standing in a line with I forget what um, what car I was in, but I was standing in a line, uh, and we're doing the whole thing and blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, it gets to the part where it goes, and the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and on bomb they shot a cannon. Like no one was expecting the cannon at that particular moment. Not just a cannon. <laughs> A howitzer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it like was about artillery 50 feet behind me <laughs> because I was just taking photos of it before it started. So I knew it was there and I knew it existed. I have photos of it existing. It's only I, cycling through like three pictures. Yeah. So I, oh, all right. I so, scrapped it. Uh, you know, I, I knew it was there. I knew it existed, but I didn't know it would hit. During the song and not at the end, like what they'd have been doing all weekend long. Right. So everyone in my line jumped. Everyone in the front of me jumped. And I heard four to eight people in my immediate vicinity go, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck, God damn it. <laughs> um, so that was like the fun. <gasps> um, <gasps> but it was just a wild... Um, experience to be that close to the cars um these things were actually fantastic um not just hearing protection that's that's good you should have it um but the way that these things work when you have the um it has like little tiny microphones in them that's supposed to be for like awareness for like if you start talking to me yeah um and I was talking to other photographers while we were like walking around because I was trying to get knowledge, but you don't want to take these off because you'll go deaf. So what you, yeah, that's what I said. Cause what? I, during the first race, <laughs> I texted Bob while he was in the booth and I was like, Bob, we have a problem. He's, no, that, that was the cup race. That was like, no, it was, it was the race. Yeah. yeah the, that race. Was the race, you know, the loudest possible ones. I ran out on the field to try to get photos and I got caught there at the start of the race. So I didn't have my ears. So I was like, Bob, I'm on turn one right when they're about to fucking floor it. And I don't have ears. And he just responds back. F. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Eh, what do I do? I can't fucking leave. I got to take these photos. Did you survive? Uh, I ran back in like 10 or 12 laps. uh, Cause I was going to turn three and I grabbed my ears. Um, But was, Wild with these is they have that situational mode. As soon as I turn them on, I could actually hear the cars uh, better. Like, I could hear, like, different frequencies, which was nice. And then I was standing next to someone like this talking. Mm -hmm. With them on normally, nothing. All of a sudden, crystal clear. Like, I was just having a conversation. Wow. So that was, like, really convenient to have. And then I had the Bluetooth app uh, or the app. Uh, from NASCAR, where you could like listen to the the, the radio, like the the live like scanner CB style radio, um, but it was on like a three to four second delay, which great if you're just in the audience or listening, terrible if you're trying to take a photo yeah. because by the time they were saying turn two stuff, I see them coming turn three, <laughs> so I was like, all right, ignore everything they just said, they're here, <laughs> but um. Did you have fun? It was a lot of fun. I took 2,800 photos. Damn. Uh, it was 200 and... 
Or no, it was 176 gigabytes worth of photos. Jeez. Yeah. Shooting raw is rough. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. Yep. Each photo is about 50 megabytes. Um, but you get, um, when you edit them, uh, pro tip to all you photo people, uh, if your camera or phone or whatever can shoot raw, shoot raw. It is bigger, but if you ever plan on editing it, you could see way more stuff. Um, like if a photo is darker, you could actually open it up in an editor and make it brighter and the details will still be here. Uh, if you open it in a JPEG, it's just going to be black because compression, that's how it works uh, to make it smaller. But yeah. it ended up being great. I got a crash on camera in front of me. Damn. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I accidentally was like super duper rude to Bob. Uh, <laughs> not on purpose <laughs> because I saw the wreck happen and Bob was giving me Bob was in the skybox so he could see what was going on mm -hmm. and he would let me know like where a crash was happening and when and so I knew what the hell was going on because there's nothing around me and I did yeah. like the, there's only two TVs and they're turned like in towards the crowd right. so where I was standing I can't see the TV so yeah. I didn't know what was happening so he'd be like you know three people crashed on turn one while I was on turn three he's like great alright I'll sit here and wait uh, well not sit you're not allowed to sit or crouch because they don't want you to be not movable uh, if a car comes barreling over. They've seen Final Destination. <laughs> Got yeah. it. So I had to uh, adhere to a very strict set of rules. I actually had to do a, a Zoom meeting with NASCAR a few days before. Damn. Yeah, to like go over everything, which was wild. Uh, the fact that I was on Zoom with NASCAR officials. Um, but I saw the crash happen, and then Bob goes, at the same time I was writing... Turn one crash, and I put no shit. <laughs> but the no shit was supposed to be before the crash on turn one. <laughs> and I meant to, I was following that up with, I just saw the wreck. I was in front of it. So it's supposed to be no shit. I saw the wreck. But then he texted first. So I was like, Bob, I didn't mean to be mean. <laughs> yeah, because the way it came out was wrecking turn one. No shit. <laughs> so I started laughing really hard. But um, I got some awesome photos of that one because I they were they were just coming off of a green. Yeah, they just like, restarted the they race. Just restarted. So I was on turn one. They're coming straight. They're going right here. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get the start of the race where they all start to just zoom and fan out. And as I'm taking the photos, I just see a little cloud of smoke. And I was like, oh, it's not going to be good. And then it got bigger, bigger. And then I see two cars in opposite directions. And <laughs> then I hear the crowd start yelling. And then I see the cars spin in front of me and pause. And I was like, Snap, 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 snap. So I have like the whole thing happening in gift form. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so yeah. Yeah, looking at looking back at our conversation. <laughs> wow, big wreck there. No shit. <laughs> it happened in front of me. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, right? wow. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the camera once in a NASCAR race and suddenly you're a fucking big shot. So there was big a couple time by the rookie. Here. There was a couple <laughs> funny things that happened. Uh, so I always have luck whenever it comes to like parking or whatever. I'm usually I get the front seat. I don't know why I just do. I'll get the front parking spot. I'll get the front seat. I'll get the front whatever. 
So we go to pull in, and Bob's like, now we have to find a spot. I'm like, it's going to be right in the front. And he's like, what? It's never right in the fucking front. <laughs> like, yeah. right there. So and we all got, three days. We got there late on Friday, especially. Because, yeah. like, you know, came here, picked up Joe. We drive to the track, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. And by the time we got there on Friday, because Friday, typically on race day, is when the media has more availability with drivers. So they're able to talk and get one-on-one interviews and that kind of stuff. So everyone that's working there for the whole weekend is going to be there early. They're going to be, you know, busy because all three of the four series that were there had practice qualifying and all that kind of stuff on Friday. Mm -hmm. So everyone was there and the whole media center lot was completely packed and were on the infield of the track. Like only people who are supposed to be there are there. Okay. And pretty much the whole lot was like jacked. It was filled. And I'm like, all right, I guess. Yeah, it's like, all right, cool. We'll park in the back. It's not really that bad of a walk. And Joe's like, no, no, no. Go up. Move move up more. (laughs) We get up front row right by the gate to get in. Amazing. So then like right there. So then we walk in. We fill out whatever. I get my vest that I get to keep all weekend. <clears throat> and then slash forever because you stole it. No, I wanted to, but this is NASCAR. I don't fuck around. Oh, all right. So they will call you and bother you. <laughs> yeah. They take down all of your information. Yeah. Mm. Everything. Oh, I threw it out by accident. <laughs> so we'll throw you out. <laughs> so we walk of in life. to like this media center where there's like a little tiny podium and like three rows of seating. Everyone's kind of like this. You have your own little booth, some outlets. Um, and we're trying to find our seats. Front, goddamn row, <laughs> center, in front of the podium. Wow. Not, I took my regular <laughs> camera and I had my 35 mil lens. When people got up there, I was just like. <sighs> <laughs> it was literally from Joe to you between Joe and whoever was up on stage. Wow. Yeah. So that was, and Bob's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Every time I've gone to the track, I was either on the last row up against the wall um, or I was in the very back of the room Hmm. every single time. But this one time we're right there, right in the middle of things, which is great. But also if we're not in there, I feel like an asshole if the press conference is already going on and I'm just walking into the media center. I feel like the asshole because I'm like, oh, excuse me, pardon me. And I, I look like I'm rushing the stage <laughs> because my my seat's like right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sit here. That's my seat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a wild experience. The It seems like it's slow on TV. Like, oh, my God, the race takes forever. I don't know if it's because I was running around, like, trying to take photos and watch the race. But, like... It goes way faster in in person. Like, by the time I took a photo and then looked at the photo to make sure it looked good and then got back set up, they were rounding turn three again. <laughs> like, it didn't feel like there was any time. Like, when I had to go to, like, another stand, I either had to jog there to make sure I didn't miss that much stuff or, like, just deal with the fact that I know I'm going to miss, like, seven laps. They move so fast, and the track is goddamn huge for walking. <laughs> I walked 23 miles in two days and change. Damn. Yeah. A marathon is 
<laughs> so it was, I was not expecting to walk that much. I was not expecting to have that much fun. I was not expecting to be that close to the wall uh, for like a lot of the photo stuff. I, I thought they would pull us like, you know, back further. There was at one point on turn three, it's just a bunch of grass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how far up can I go? And they're like, well, they usually put like a paint line, but they didn't this year. Don't step on the asphalt. But don't go too far. You don't want to be the caution flag. And I was like, (laughs) true. (laughs) That is a solid point. (laughs) You sure about that? Shit. So In, in the years that I've been watching racing, I have never seen a caution get thrown for a member of the media. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you were not. I wasn't the first. However, <laughs> I have seen cautions thrown for fans. Oh. Um, one year in Richmond, uh, a fan was incredibly drunk and decided to climb the catch fence. Mm. Oh you know the fence between the fans and the cars going 180 miles them? mile an hour? Yeah, that one. That like is supposed to catch the car <laughs> when it gets airborne? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, a guy decided to climb it and then just perch on top because the ha- the fence hangs over the track. Amazing. And some of the driver audio from that year was incredible with them being like, <laughs> what the fuck? The guy's like, hey, uh, NASCAR, there's there's a guy sitting on the fence um, above the track. <laughs> he was trying to decide whether he should climb down or not. A lap later. But he was on the fence about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lap later, he's like, uh, NASCAR, the guy's flipping me off. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Uh, we, was also, a, we also went to a casino out there. We How did. How was that? Uh, balanced, as all things should. We, we got a little bit of credit. Uh, we were joking the whole time that Bob never wins anything. And I was like, look, I'll be happy if I win anything because it's just here for fun. I haven't been to a casino and I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Let's just have some fun. They gave us like $20 in free credit uh, for signing up. So Bob goes, we sit at these fucking penny machines uh, that was like knockoff Wheel of Fortune. It was literally like great value Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. It's like Wheel Amazing. of Luck. Yeah. So <laughs> we start playing. No big deal. Immediately, Bob hits on the penny machine for like $35. And I was like, awesome. And he texts his uh, girlfriend and was like, hey, uh, I hit. And she goes, good, leave, leave now. (laughs) In all caps, cash out, you're done. (laughs) Um, Then I hit a little bit, but like, yeah, it's penny machines. I don't like penny machines. The dopamine's not there more. So... I bet more. Obviously, I lose it. Bob bets a little bit more. He wins a little bit. and then I won like 15 bucks. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm bored. Joe's still playing. Fuck it. 15 bucks back in the machine. I turned 15 bucks into 12 cents. <laughs> and I cashed out 12 cents. I think I cashed out out of my $40 that I played. I cashed out with, uh, I think, 57 cents. Something so, like that, yeah. It's classic, but he, he actually made money when he left. So I was like, balanced as all things shed. <laughs> I think you get you got just about 40, and I lost just about 40. Yeah, it was like 38 <laughs> and change or something like that. Yep. But, but they, they're french fries. Yeah. Burger. <laughs> meh. I had, it was, so the burger I had there, it was a Guinness bourbon barbecue sauce. 
Nice. Which Sounds sounded great. amazing. <laughs> but it had the earthiness of a Guinness and not like the flavor. The flavor of it. I don't, I've never actually had Guinness, so I don't know. So Guinness has like an earthiness of it because it's it's a dark beer. It tastes it's a like stout. It's it. gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a this is gonna sound really dumb, but it has like a dark taste to it. Mm. At least that's kind of the way my brain associates the flavor. Okay. You take the ground out of it, and I know this sounds this sounds yeah, like the I'm ram- not gonna lie, I'm trying to be nice, but I have no fucking clue what you're saying. This sounds like <laughs> the rambling of a madman, and I get it, but it takes like the bottom <laughs> of the flavor out mm. and that's what the sauce tasted like and it didn't have the sweetness of so a it tasted sauce. like dirt kind of yeah okay almost like you know like truffles like truffle oil not really okay that's the closest it kind of tasted like and bad b- between that and the onions were like a weird state between <laughs> raw and like caramelized wasn't a fan of that Okay. <laughs> but the fries were amazing. <laughs> fries are on point. The fries were so good. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Never get a burger in a casino in Pennsylvania. Yeah. There was a, strangely enough, a Johnny Rockets there. Okay. In a Indian casino. I was so confused because we went to like an Irish. It's a very confusing thing that they do on purpose where the casino is basically a giant circle. And you walk into the circle and then walk around to play games and then get lost in where you were in the circle. All, you know, by design. It worked. It worked. So the food things are on the outside. So you don't really know where you're going to pop out. And we popped out near some Irish pub things. We were like, ah, whatever. We'll grab a burger. And then when we were leaving, we popped out near Johnny Max or Johnny Rockets. And I was like... God damn it. I would have got a burger here. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten a burger from the Irish pub had I known Johnny Rockets was here. Also, the Irish pubs sold their French fries by the pound. They did. Interesting. So they're like, oh, you want tater tots or French fries by the pound? And I'm like, no. Maybe later. Pound them into my mouth. Yeah. Not right now, but maybe later. <laughs> maybe. So, yeah, that was a fun. We did that on Friday because uh, it rained. It was like, no rain, no rain, no rain. Everything's going to be fine. The race is going to start. And then it just fucking Dumped. downpoured. You got that dumpy? Yeah. It, it was like, some. <laughs> the girls are in the front like, nah, it's a good vibe. It's only going to drizzle. And <laughs> For shizzle. Two to three seconds later, it just poured. I was like, bad vibes, your fault. <laughs> we, we were talking some, like, and, and they weren't just, like, random, like, people. They were literally, like, they were NASCAR social media people. Uh. That, and, and we're like, oh, yeah, it looks kind of dark. Like, it's not going to rain. It'll be fine. We look outside, and it's just pitch black, like, hear it through the roof of the building kind oh of thing. Oh, my God. And we're like, yeah, that's your fault. Yeah. You brought it up. She's like, like bad me. vibe. All you. That was, I think I was at work on Friday and I just watched like black clouds rolling over the site. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what happened. And the, the problem with the Poconos is that they don't have, uh, lights. Okay. So had, they do have like literal jet engine, uh, dryers. Mm-hmm. They're literally just jet. trucks with jet engines pointing this way. And I was like, you know, 
had they had lights, they they would have been able to dry it and race. It would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because there's no lights, th- th- by the yeah. time everything happens, it's just not going to happen. So then Saturday become uh, became like the worst fucking time for all of media because the race started at 8.30 in the morning, which means media had to get there at like 6. Ooh. Yeah. And then the races go until about 8. So 6 to 9. Because you have to deal with all of the after media and all of the race stuff and everything else that happens. And so, would you do it again? Oh yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was a ton of fun. I got a couple pictures of fans that I think are like the quintessential <laughs> what you think is NASCAR. Like some kid had a Elvis onesie on that was yellow, um, and then had uh, one of the racers like signatures on his shoulder. I was like, can I, can I just photo? Can I get a photo? <laughs> So I got that one, and then three dudes were in the parking lot in, like, the fan area when you come in, which is like a goddamn carnival. There is so much food at NASCAR that I was not expecting. And it's good food, too. Like, these people were walking around with nacho things with, like, fucking... Get, like like the nachos. size of a hubcap. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, where are you getting those? I want those. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... They sell alcohol. They sell every fresh lemonade. They're like cranking lemonade. Like it's it's like a carnival more than wow. Uh, and can I also point out, not only can you buy your alcohol at the track, they don't care if you bring it in. You're literally allowed to bring like a twelve by tw- like twelve inch by twelve inch cooler into the track from your house. Yeehaw, motherfucker. So you, however much beer you want to fit into that, plus sandwiches, snacks, whatever, they literally don't care. They as seem, long as you have sick. cans, they you're fine. They seem very lenient about everything, because I was... That's, that's how it's always been. So I was told that there was only one elevator going up to the skybox. So I walked all the way around and up the stands... All the way through with everybody else as I'm wearing my little orange vest. And I saw people with like pretty much like pro grade cameras just chilling back there waiting like freaking this. And I was like, do they just not? Because like every venue I've ever been was no uh, lens detachable camera systems. You can get point and shoots, but you can never use detached lens systems. Apparently, NASCAR doesn't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> NASCAR so, is accessible to literally anyone who wants to go. Yeah. So I get to the one of the people in the front, like all the way up in the skybox area. And I was like, how do I get out of breath at this point? How do I get to the skybox? They said the elevator's broken. And they're like, oh, uh, the, the elevator's right around the corner. And I was like, no, they said the elevator's broken. They're like, that's the first elevator. The second elevator's right around the corner. And I was like... <laughs> the one now, motherfucker. <laughs> and they were like, "Did they tell you you only had one elevator?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> to counteract that story, I was already in the media center, and I go up to the uh, the people who are working there, and I'm like, "Hey, are you guys doing the shuttle over?" And they're like, "What time is it?" Yeah, um, hop on. We'll meet you outside. Just jump on one of the go on the one of the golf carts, and we'll take you over. So I get on on the golf cart. They take us out the back of the track through the little camping area, and they're like, "Hmm, let's drive around." So instead of dropping me off at the stands and having to walk probably a good half mile to get to the elevator, 
they went around the track, around like the fan zone, back through the other side of the uh, of the bleachers, and then drove under the bleachers and dropped me off right at the elevator. And so you got the express route. I no. got, and Joe had to hike. Joe got there before I got me. there before him. So I'm up there waiting. I'm but like, I Bob, way less steps. I'm like, Bob, what room are you in? And he goes, I just got to the elevator. I was like, what the fuck you mean? You just got to the elevator. I just walked for like 35 minutes. So <laughs> while Joe is doing all of this, I'm standing in line. And uh, there was this gentleman there. Um, he, uh, um, I made friends with this guy. Um, he had... Clearly some, some like special needs, something along those lines. And I'm just chatting with him and, you know, we're, we're talking about like that. I work in the radio and he's like, oh, all you have to say is, you know, Pocono's good and all that. Joe calls me and as I'm on the phone with Joe, this guy comes over and puts his head on my shoulder and he's like, Bob's a good guy. And I'm like, thank you, Joe. And as this is all going on, the elevator door opens and the people from the track are like, all right, Bob, come on this way. And the guy's like, what the fuck? And he like screams like, what the fuck? Where are you going, Bob? I'm like, ah. <laughs> away from you. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm with Bob. And they're like, no, no you're Bob not. Has to go with, he has to go upstairs. Oh, as the door closed. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> I was wondering why I was on the phone with him. He sounded really confused. I was so distracted. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be up there soon. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was definitely fun. Definitely interesting. It was weird going and watching the race with all of the, in like all of the places where you were never allowed to go. Yeah. Um, like I was up in the skybox where like, all these other like friggin' rich or I guess family members and stuff with all this food. Yeah, it's all corporate sponsors yeah. up there. So they're paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to have a box up there for the weekend. And then there's us two knuckleheads just sitting in the box being like, okay, cool. This guy's racing. I like pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like quick editing photos while I was there. I had my laptop open. Um, I did that there and in the media center. Um, cause I was taking so many photos. I was actually filling up the SD cards I had. So I had to go back up and then empty the SD cards and then go back down, mm. which is why I have so many goddamn steps. <laughs> so, um, but it was a fun experience. And I think a lot of NASCAR comes down to like, you think it's like the, the typical, but it's it's really not everyone there i mean like i said i took photos of like the one group that were like the the stereotypical they were wearing uh denim short shorts and then sleeve cut off with like the button up with like the roses here oh boy. and like the 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 whatever in the cowboy hats <laughs> yep and i took that photo because <laughs> i like Come to on. think of it as redneck cosplay <laughs> It's like going to Redneck Comic Con every NASCAR race. Yeah. Damn. Because there are panels, there's autograph sessions, there's merch, there's all this other stuff. Like, there's people dressing up in ridiculous outfits. Yeah. It's literally going to a race is like Redneck Comic Con. Wow. Yeah. So, it, it was... 
it was definitely a wild, fun experience. Um, if you like cars and like any kind of racing, I think you actually would just have a good time between all the food and like all the things you could do. Um, that was fun. The race itself was a good time. Uh, other than the fact that the cup race had like 13 crashes and I wasn't near one of them. Damn. That was actually a record. 12 cautions was a record for Pocono in their 400 mile race. Wow. Every time they went and they would crash, I would be in like the grass with like one of the photo people in the opposite side. So me and like a photo guy would look at each other and they'd be like green flag. And we'd be like, and then we get our cameras and we go to turn towards turn three to get the photo. And then you hear the crowd go, oh, and then we look back and then he looks at me and just goes. And then, and then I look at my phone and then Bob texts the accident that happened. And then the guy goes and I go. Uh, and the guy just goes, oh, God damn it. so like we were like miming like i had to be like three car and then like hand against other hand to make like the wall (laughs) there are so many rivalries that came out of this race on the nascar side yeah there was uh so the guy who's driving the three car um i don't like this guy not a fan He wrecked himself off of the nose of the 45 car, whose owner is Michael Jordan. Mm. Okay. Um, Yeah, I know. I I was also confused. Michael Jordan (laughs) co-owns a team. Pitbull co-owns another team. I have a photo of the trailer where the Pitbull (laughs) team stays. The track crew. Because it is... So fucking unnecessary. It's like they have two trailers, RGB lights. They everywhere. have lighting. Oh they God. have like um, signs up top, like this, like our, our our clear ones over here, acrylic with like lit with the team name blinking RGB. Then they have fucking TV panels on the back of the trailer showing videos and shit. And I was like, Bob. What the fuck is it that team? He goes, Pipples. I was like, no more. I don't have yeah, that's questions. it. That's all. <laughs> no <there>. further questions. <laughs> Speaking of the RGB sign that I laser cut, have you bought the LEDs yet? I bought the LEDs. I did not buy the controller yet because I can't find the right controller. Well, I found it. I, I can't put find that motherfucker it. together. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find the controller for the price it's supposed to be. And I'm not paying $50 for a $12 controller. Mm. Fair. <laughs> Yeah, there was, uh, but anyway, the uh, the three car and the 45 car crashed. The three car's out of the race. And to show his anger, the three car takes his helmet and then fucking chucks it at the car while they're still, like, under caution. <laughs> he missed. It was gloriously how think, bad it was. I think the crowd booed, then cheered. <laughs> because. Sucks to suck, idiot. If you think about it, the car <laughs> is driving 55 miles an hour. Yeah. On a bank, yeah, you're down here. The car is up here, yeah, and you throw it. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're not, not going to hit. Yeah, which my favorite thing about that is the guy who drives the three car was in the Little League World Series, <laughs> and I mean, granted, you don't practice chucking your helmet. Yeah, but he just looked you imagine bad. What is he doing? Throwing today? his helmet. Uh. Uh, there was a fight on pit road after the race. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
yeah, the forty one car got out of his uh, out of his car because he got spun out by the seven. Because uh, the seven thought they were about to be three wide because another car tried to dive into the inside, mm. backed off at the last second. Seven car thought he was going in, so he left a you know left a gap. Uh, forty one had no idea, so forty one drove in as if they were going to be side by side. Uh, so he spun himself out basically. He's pissed off. At the end of the race, he swings around, parks in front of the seven, gets out, goes in, like reaches into the window of the seven car, and. Like, you mother curses him out like no tomorrow. And the, the seven security cars crew chief, runs. It wasn't even security. It was the seven cars crew chief comes crew over, chief. grabs him, picks him up, and puts him away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they so haven't talked since. So that's another thing that I, I've learned through NASCAR. I thought the pit crews were, like, always trained, like, as a pit crew. Like, you go to college for, for that. Mm-hmm. Turns out... Not correct. Uh, Bob let me know that a lot of them are college football players that don't get into the NFL, and then they get basically drafted by NASCAR because you got to move really fast and you got to lift heavy shit, and it's all, like, fast pace. So I was like, that's pretty neat. It makes sense. So I'm taking pictures, and I, I look over, and I see we're, like, five minutes before a race starts. Some of the pit crew are just throwing a football back and forth. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> so I took a couple photos, but they were like all really nice. All the guys in the pit crew, like fist bump before the race starts. I'm like, I'm a freaking, I got a little orange vest on. You know, I'm not here with anybody special. They're like all really nice about it. And I found my new favorite racer, which is uh, <laughs> Alfredo, who is sponsored by Botticelli, the it- pasta company. Oh, <laughs> and he wears a chef hat. Oh my god! During all of the pre like race photos, Jesus his <laughs> Twitch handle. He streams on Twitch regularly. Does he? <laughs> his Twitch handle is Fast Pasta. <laughs> that is amazing. So he became my favorite. And as they were coming out, I was taking their photos, and I met him on pit road, and uh, I was like, "Good luck on the race." Uh, as an Italian, I identify, love it, big fan. And he gave me a fist bump. And I was like, I know I can't take a photo of this because, like, media, I'm not supposed to be. Like, I can't take selfies or anything like that. You'll get kicked out. So I just, I just have to know that, like, that happened, and it made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh... my favorite part, though, throughout the race. Joe's giving me updates. <laughs> Which, like, I have the stats and, and the rundown and all that in front of me so I can, like, see that. But Joe's text me, he's like, Spaghetti's in 23rd. Here comes Rigatoni moving up the field. <laughs> Every time there was a lap and I saw him change position. Should have just responded with, I know <laughs> it happened right in front of me. I, no every shit. time it was a, every time it was a different name. I was like, Tortellini up to nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh so god stupid. i had great. a yeah it was a good time it was a lot of fun uh the race was fun i didn't think i, I thought it would be kind of boring like race wise i like the photos would be fun i thought the crowd was kind of gonna be like me whatever but uh it turns out the whole thing was just a ton of fun dope over a hundred thousand people there wow yeah, did they set a record uh, record it was a sold out crowd the grandstand is about three quarters of a mile long mm-hmm. and it's sold out. 
Um, How many races are there a year? One. One NASCAR race. One, yeah, one NASCAR race. How many NASCAR races are there a year? Uh, 36. Gotcha. And they literally have one off weekend between February, like between Valentine's Day and Thanksgiving. Wow. One off week and they race straight through. Wild. Um, largest crowd at Pocono since 2010. Wow. wow. And there are about 3 million people that tuned in to watch the race on TV. And it was on cable on USA. Wow. Not even like regular broadcast NBC or anything like that. Hmm. So that premium cable it was, you know, <laughs> it was, it was a showing. Cool. Yeah. It yeah. took us about like an hour, a little over an hour, 15 probably to get to the track. Mm-hmm. We stayed about 40 minutes away. So that extra 25, 30 minutes was just traffic. Damn. Mm-hmm. To go the last, like, what, four miles? But we got to cheat on something. We did. I have a very quick video. I'll show you later. I don't want to post it here. The we, So in the Poconos, <laughs> they just take the regular, like, four-lane highway and then just close it so that it's all one way. And then you go towards the race. That's it. They just... If, right. You're trying to go that way? No. You're fucked. <laughs> so no. We get, get fucked, idiot. We get, no. like, kind of close to the track and then... It's, it's just a two lane at that point. We're getting ready to turn. And the cop looks at us and goes, go this way. The now brand new opened that road. Like they just closed the <laughs> wrong way. And he's like, yeah, get in the left lane. I'm like, sir, that is the wrong way. But yeah. did I stutter? Okay. Yeah. So we start going. I it popped saved open. us about half an hour. Yeah. Wow. Easy half an hour. So I take, I popped up my phone with the video on. I, was, I forgot what I sang. But I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> the right place right time um but that was that was another funny there was so many coincidences they had a dog park there uh wow. they had a children's park but there was a dog playing <laughs> in the dog park area which made me laugh really hard child playing in the dog and park bob was so confused because he was driving and focusing and then i just go that's not a child park it's a dog park and he just turns there's a kid picking up like a fucking tire yeah, that a dog picking up a tire and then like running up and down the ramps like they had the agility dog ramps and i'm like and his name was Fido. Yeah. I'm like, the, the children's playground is literally 20 feet to the right, and it's a full fucking playground. It was literally dog park <laughs> playground, like right oh next to God. each other. And the kid's like, nah, this is where I live, which honestly, I can't blame him because I'd rather be with dogs than people too. <laughs> I was laughing. It was, it was wild. I got that picture of that one guy. I was in the field. And I'm walking back to get back to pit road. And there are guys that watch the race on top of their RVs in the midfield. So, like, in the infield. So, they don't... I don't know if you know... Do they not buy tickets? Do they just buy infield tickets? They buy camping. They buy camping. So, the people who are camping just watch, like, either up against the fence. Some guys go on their their RV roofs. And you'll, you'll find a bunch of them. So, I'm walking by, and I see a guy, big beer belly, no shirt, just... Beer, same. Uh, a pair of these, and then like you know camo shorts. And I'm walking by, and I make eye contact with him. He looked down, and I just go, hmm? <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and just sticks his hand up. <laughs> and just, so I got a couple photos of him with like the American flag behind it. Oh my god, <laughs> I was like, it yep, was glorious. Nailed it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Quintessential. Uh, he had such sunburn. <laughs> oh, it wasn't dude. just his neck that was red. <laughs> oh, no. Homeboy was a lobster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was wild. The Everything was wild. The infield was wild. The crowd was wild. Every time you hear like the something happens and then you hear like it's such a long racetrack that you could actually start to hear like if something happens on turn one and the crowd starts to cheer, you could actually then hear the ramp up of the rest of everyone else start to cheer. And that was weird. I found that out in uh in baseball stadium. So when I went to that Oakland game, the the counter protest game, there were so many people chanting the same thing that when one end of the stadium got back around to where it started, like so one area starts it, it spreads out a little bit, but it ended up wrapping around one end of the stadium. By the time it wrapped around back to us, we were I was in sync with all the people to the left of me and out of sync with all the people to the right of me because it took like the oh, sound yeah. delay. Yeah. So like the the people maybe like three sections to the right of me are going like like sell the team and then I can see other people in the in the um, crowd like when they put their fists up it starts looking like a wave yeah because it's following mm-hmm. the sound so they're doing it while they hear it and then it gets back around the circle and is no longer in sync anymore yeah it was and like it's an even more odd feeling because I wasn't in the stands with everybody else. Right. I was basically being yelled at. (laughs) (laughs) Take the pick. Take the pick. It was like, (laughs) it's coming right at you. Like (laughs) the wall of noise. And then you could hear like the echo behind when the cars are coming by, you can hear them like come by and then they hit the wall. And when that sound hits the wall, it bounces immediately behind you. And then you hear it again. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I took a couple of videos. I actually, I had my phone. I don't know if I was supposed to be able to do this, but no one stopped me. Um, I put my phone. If they, if they don't catch you. Yeah. If they don't catch you, it's fine. So I put my phone on turn (laughs) one and I put it on like the little, you know, like the little guard area, literally the concrete wall. Yeah. And separating the car from the people. And I turned mm. it on video mode and I was like, all right, I'm going to catch him coming off of a green. Cause it was like one of the last laps of the race, which it was a wild fucking race at the end. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to grab like the green lap coming off like the last fucking two laps of the race. So I turned it on and I went and I played it back after they were so, I was so close and they were so loud that my phone vibrated. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you watch the video, my phone looks like I'm holding it and it's vibrating, but I'm not. That's the floor. <laughs> it's crazy. Amazing. And how how loud were the boos? They were loud. <laughs> they were very, very loud. The last guy that when the race ended, it ended very controversially. Oh. Um, so there were a cacophony of boos. <laughs> uh, and then the guy got out of his car to even louder boos. And I was standing on like the finish line pit area and you're allowed to, apparently I was talking to the other photographers during the last lap, you're allowed to go stand on top of the pit wall. Okay. So I was up high so I can get a nice clean shot of the winners. Really cool. Right. I'm like right in the middle, but that means I was right where they were booing. So 
they he gets out of his car and I have I'm just taking pictures and like I took these off because the race ended, so I don't want to. And then all of a sudden, just like, boom! And I'm like, God, fuck. <laughs> Put it back on. Put it's it back so on. so loud. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it's, it's weird. It's one thing to be in the crowd and, like, be chanting along and you hear the boos and the yays and, like, you feel like you're in it. It's completely different when you're standing <laughs> In front of the wall of angry people. <laughs> when it feels like they're booing you. Yeah. Damn. Like, I was just taking pictures. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. It was definitely uh, something that I want to try to do again. Uh, big shout out to my brother-in-law, who not only lent me a $3,000 camera lens, but then decided to just give me the whole camera that goes with it so that I could have two cameras to take photos. Yay. So uh, any Zoom photos that you see coming off of uh, any of the photos that I'll be posting, we'll put some on the Instagram page. We'll put them everywhere. Um, those came from that same, camera. Like, four pictures that are showing up for some reason. <laughs> I think because that's when I clicked the button. Ah, that was um, So uh, I had my big camera lens. Thing, which my arms were so goddamn heavy after carrying it all day. And then I had like my little 35 lens on my hip that I would just take for like when people were close by or whatever. Um, I, I got snuck, I snuck into areas that I didn't know I was allowed in. I just happened to be at the right place for like where all the drivers were just walking by <laughs> uh, for like a media thing. And the I, driver's meeting? Yeah, the meeting. I was just there. Bob was like, Where are you? I'm like, I think I'm in the driver's meeting. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, really? <laughs> like, yeah. I just walked by. Surprise. <laughs> I walked by and there was a crowd of people. So I asked what was happening and they said meeting. And I was like, am I allowed to go? And he goes, you got the vest. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so I, just I don't walked, see why not. So I just walked by everybody. <laughs> Pro tip, orange vest. It'll get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So, yeah, good times. Uh, photos are fun. Uh being able to go where I'm not supposed to go is fun, uh, except you don't get in trouble for it. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. It's one of those things where you feel like you shouldn't be allowed there, but that's, they're like, yeah, come on in. That's yeah. what makes it fun and not a crime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, it's like a little scary when you see them turning around. Like, I, I never... I felt no fear on turn one because I was coming out of the pits, mm -hmm. and they, they had to do something catastrophically wrong to crash where I was standing. All right. But turn three is just grass and, like, oh. a barrier. And it's a wide turn. Mm -hmm. So if something happens bad and it turns, you just, there's nowhere you, for you to go. No, yeah. you can run, but, like... But you can't hide. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere. <laughs> there's a gazebo, but, like... Yeah, it's not going to hold up to a NASCAR at 130 <laughs> miles an hour sliding sideways across the grass. Exactly. There's a little tight gazebo. Fun fact, Pocono <laughs> used to be much more dangerous. <laughs> They renovated the track a few years ago. You know how they have, like, the wall there? Yeah. That used to just be a regular metal ba uh, barrier <laughs> and a just mound of dirt. Oh, good. So enough to make a car airborne. Yeah. Oh, stop yeah. it. Yes. Got uh, it. After the show, I'll show you uh, one of the most infamous, infamous wrecks there. Oh, God. Um, and there was another one where they used to not have a catch fence on, the on like, the backstretch. Mm. And it was just lined with hedges. Oh, yeah, that'll... And then a car got into the hedges, and they're like, yeah, I guess we should put a fence there, huh? 
<laughs> that was also in the same wreck. A car literally had its engine torn from the car. They hit that hard. Ah. And there is no camera footage of it. Really? NASCAR either scrubbed it entirely from like any archives or anything like that. Mm. Or they just didn't have any cameras on that specific car. Damn. Wild. Because it was part of a much larger wreck where the car went into the hedges. Gotcha. It happened at the same time, but I'll show you guys that because Pocono used to be way more dangerous. That's wild. Wow. Yeah, I, I felt uh, I went to turn three on the outside, but I didn't have the right camera. And I was so close. I wore a hat. I had the I had this on on top of it. And I only stood there for like five laps because they were coming by and I was so close. Even with this on, my hat was getting pushed off my head. Amazing. And I was like, I'm not safe here. (laughs) This fence means nothing. (laughs) And I just, I left. I I took a couple photos there. um, And then I was like, that was fun. I'm leaving. And I went to the inside and I stayed on the inside uh, you know, I was wondering why time. you didn't go back to t- outside of turn three. It's because I was talking to a couple of photographers and they said you needed a much um, longer lens. So I was using a 7200, um, which is like really good for action photography. But some of the photographers were using like 400 800s, which are like you could see a fucking bird, like the ones that they use on like Nat Geo and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And those aren't even real. Yeah. So, Stupid government drones. So they it did say no drone zone. It did. It if very it flies, firmly. it spies. <laughs> so they'll they'll stick the camera like through one of the the little square metal things and then zoom in so far that they are no longer you can't see the outside of the square. With the camera I had, you could always see like a little bit of like a piece of metal. So unless I pointed like directly in front of me, and then they would just I would try to get it while they like were in a line, which. You know, I got a couple, but it's not the nicest shot. You want to get them, like, looping around. Still nice used a couple of them for my uh, my thing. Yeah. So, I did, turn three was, like, fun. I didn't touch turn two at all because it's so goddamn far away. I just didn't. After walking that far, I'm like, I can't make it pop. <laughs> it's, it's, like, where we walked in. It's, like, a mile walk. I'm like, I can't do it. Damn. <laughs> I'm sure the photos are great. That's where like all the accidents happen. I can't get over there. <laughs> it was one and two. No turn. I don't think there were any turn three wrecks. Uh, it was, there was one. Oh, right. Because I went to one after like 10 wrecks happened. I was like, I'm going back to one. And then fucking that time, dude, Rob goes, turn three. I'm like, I quit. <laughs> I'm coming back to the <laughs> skybox. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. Anything else we want to go over? Um, we have a couple. Um, golf is one of them. <laughs> we've been we've been yeah. golfing. Yeah. Now's the time. Now's I, the uh, age. I'm dog shit. <laughs> I did okay with the irons. Did not do so okay with the drivers. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm good with drivers. Can't do shit with, with irons. I I would line up to swing the driver. And I'd listen to Jake, and I'd, I'd square up like I'm supposed to, put my feet in the right spot, put my hands in the club correctly. But as soon as I lifted that bitch, fuck if every time I didn't go right into a goddamn baseball bat stance. 
every single time. I had to like, like I kept lining up practice swings and then I'd go back and then like pretend to swing forward and then be like in the complete wrong position as if I was swinging a bat. There's a couple of times I was like, put your foot down. <laughs> put your front foot down. You're not swinging at a ball. <laughs> well, you are, but not that guy. You know what? Because I've been practicing. There's like a new thing coming out with with uh, with batters, right? That they found out that this um, this one specific hitting coach was the one giving Aaron Judge hitting lessons, and he was on track at one point this season to break the home run record. Mm. And he ended up, or last season, I forget, ended up falling off just at the end, and then he got injured. Like, he, he's an outfielder. He ran too hard into the outfield while trying to catch a ball mm. and broke his toe. That'll mm. do it. Yep. But uh, the new thing is, like, when you're holding the bat and you're in the hit, hitting position, people have been telling you, instead of just pushing the bat through the whole swing, to swing your arm in and rotate the bat back really quick. And when you combine that, you end up getting all the acceleration off this like backswing. And then you get to drive the bat through the strike zone at a really uniform velocity. And it makes it easier to aim where the bat's going and make really good contact with the ball. No shit. I've been in. That's the exact same way that they were. Someone was telling people today how to, how they're supposed to throw for like ultimate Frisbee discs or uh, not ultimate Frisbee uh, disc golf. It's the same exact thing. All right. But uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of videos now of like people squaring up and holding just poles like this. And you have to practice <laughs> pulling your elbow into your body. And then when you, when you take that quick turn, then you practice turning the rest of your body. And it's like you're just essentially focusing on doing two different motions at the same time. Mm. So you're, you're just doing that and then doing that at the same time. And it makes this perfect like, like quick swing through the, the strike zone. I'd fall over. <laughs> I can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Like that that's um, where like but I've been I've been I bought a wooden bat and I've been practicing that cuz I'm trying to get into a softball league. I've been practicing that in my office between Zoom meetings on days that I work from home just to get the muscle memory down you haven't like broken nice, anything yet. Slow, no, I did hit the the um things hanging from the fan once. <laughs> But I've been very careful. Like, I know where to stand to not hit anything with the whole swing. So I'm just sitting there back and forth going like, and then practicing the forward motion through that. So now it's like becoming very natural. I'm getting good practice in. But then I go to try to play golf and I put a driver in my hands Mm -hmm. and Joe sees me pull the driver back like I would a baseball bat (laughs) and lift my front leg up. And he's like, no, that's not how you hit it. And I'm like, but that's what my brain says. (laughs) It's like, we need a happy Gilmore, but instead of hockey, it's a baseball player. (laughs) So in Top Golf, it actually has uh, a sign on like the things not to do. The happy Gilmore shot is all yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. It says, no, you can't do it. Stop it. <laughs> so I, I have a set of clubs. I've used it literally once at my buddy's bachelor party and haven't used them since. They've been in my trunk literally ever since then. Learn golf with us. Because my, uh, my buddy's dad was just like, here, I don't need these. So he literally gave me a whole set of clubs. And it's been sitting in my trunk ever since. You know what I, <laughs> what I think I took away from going to Top Golf. Don't go to Top Golf. Yes. So, I had a great time, but I spent around forty five dollars on alcohol, and that was on three drinks, and I did not even get buzzed. And I'm a fucking lightweight. 
I'm almost certain there weren't any shots in any of those fucking drinks. And three chicken fingers was like $22. So the next time we go out, I'm going to invite everybody to a fucking driving range and we'll go out to eat first. So they're all expensive. I was looking at driving ranges uh, around the area. They're all about the same price. It's about 50 to $60 an hour. Pitch and putt by me. No need for a driver. All you need is a lob wedge, a sand wedge, and a putter. But I don't want to do putting. I want to drive balls. (laughs) You got to do putting at some point. (laughs) Yeah, well, fair. But I actually... There's a really good one near me. uh, Just say it. This is where it turns into uh, Joe has a problem. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Joe did the math. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-oh. So it turns out... What hobby are you 99% getting into now? Well, so it turns out that the golf simulators, like the ones that Topgolf uses, uh, have gotten very, very affordable. How very is very? Uh, for like two grand, you can get started. Okay, you're not buying one of those. You're right, because I'm doing the four grand one that has a projector part. So I did the math. If you spend 65 hours at Top Golf, you have paid for it. Which is like, if you plan on going once a week, it's less than a year. <laughs> but you wouldn't actually go once a week. I would. I would because I actually drive past it to get home. And it's faster for me to go there and play for like an hour and mm-hmm. then drive home when there's no traffic left. <laughs> I think <laughs> Topgolf oh, also has these things called swing suites that are... Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> They're literally called Top Golf Swing Suites, mm-hmm. and uh, I play in Freehold has one. Yes, it's Top Golf, but simulator. Yeah, it's full simulated. So it's the Which same. Which is what Joe is thinking of. It's buying. the yeah. same simulator. Yeah. I was actually looking because we're doing. I'm you know finishing the basement, and I was mm-hmm. like, can it go in the basement? So I I started looking. Yeah, what height clearance do you need? It's eight and a half to ten feet is the clearance that you need depending on your height. My ceilings in the basement would be uh, just under, like. Seven, a right? little over seven and a half. Yeah. So I wouldn't have the right clearance or I'd have to be very, very careful with how. And Sounds like, like a recipe for a bad time. Yeah. So I was like, all right, not doing the basement. Do they make outdoor ones? And yes, yes, they do. Um, and it's, like I said, very affordable, all things considered to just get into it. And it unlocks like a few hundred actual golf courses, hmm. uh, PVP, so you can play with other people live. <laughs> uh, you could have all your friends like put in their user profiles, and like it'll show you your swing, and wow. like figure out like what you're doing wrong, and it'll show you the form. Nice. And I was like, that's actually more than what Top Golf gives you. <laughs> and like I started looking up like training classes and stuff. It's like three hundred dollars an hour for them to look at you and go, hmm. You didn't swing that right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't need a three hundred dollars class for you to tell me. I'm well aware. <laughs> I I knew that already. Thank Boy, you. did you not do that? Good. Thanks. So, three hundred dollars, please. Yeah, they have like golf club fittings cost like two hundred and fifty bucks. Damn. Yeah, where you just go and talk to a guy, and he's like, mm, "You're this tall. This is the golf club you need." 
God, so what a racket. That's no, no, you use a club. Oh shit. You're right. Yeah, wrong sport. See, that's why I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using the wrong equipment. Imagine. I think I used to do that when I was a kid. My dad had a bunch of golf balls just lying around and I would take a tennis racket and just like, I mean, they go flying when you they do, do, but they also break the rap, the racket very quickly. I just imagine Bob showing up to a driving range with like a football helmet and a tennis racket and like a bocce ball and being like, I'm ready. I'm ready for so sports I ball, guys. The most genius idea for the next time we go to the driving range. Oh, no. It's already on the way from Amazon. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was. So I wanted to get, you know, okay. So in Top Golf, the, the little ball thingy. They're golf balls, but they explode. You got to, um, they, they make those. those. Uh, it's literally a. I don't uh, like how fast both of you answered that. <laughs> I may run out of ball one. Prank, <laughs> prank balls. It's a prank ball. There's basically a uh, a bullet in it, like the uh, blank charge. Mm. And that's where you hit the ball. And when you hit the ball, the blank charge, you're the pin, basically. And the ball just explodes. And that's it. Big old poof smoke. Big old poof. <laughs> so anyway, in Top Golf, when you get a ball, there's like a little sensor. So you take the golf club and you like wiggle the sensor and then a ball pops out. Then you got to go bend down grab the ball, put it on the thing, and then you could drive it. Or you get a T-Rex little claw thing, and you wiggle it, and grab the ball, and put it on the thing. I'm five. <laughs> you are indeed five. <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's a thing that I'm going to amuse myself doing. Better than me trying to, like, kind of stand it on there with one foot in the end of the driver. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, golf is, uh, golf has been a lot of fun. It's surprisingly, um, exercisey. Cat cam is great right now, by the way. Is it just zoomed in? <laughs> Look at him go. Staring right at the camera too. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, oh, uh, good <laughs> Did he just eat a get note cleaning. <laughs> so. I uh I think everybody always jokes about golf. Like, oh, you're not you're not actually exercising, you just go there and drink and, and blah blah blah. There's uh there's more to it. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's definitely more to it. <laughs> Forearms, oh yeah, hips, no no back. You only use two arms. Oh, shit. <laughs> Every time, Bob. I knew I've been doing this the wrong way. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh, I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, but on that note, I feel like we uh it's a pretty good jumping off point for us. Yeah. Would you say? But uh it's been it's been fun. Uh don't forget you can always check us out uh wherever you find podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Uh all the social medias as well. We're gonna try to get better at posting on our socials. It's been a while, but we're working on it. We're trying. Um Check us out on YouTube as well. We have a bunch of other specials like the hot sauce episode, uh, Silver Ball Museum as well. Uh, We have that video up on YouTube too. But you can always check out our website for everything you need, tabletoptrio.com. So uh, make sure you check us out there. You can follow the podcast, subscribe on all your favorite podcasting platforms as well. And for one final time, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. It's been the Tabletop Trio podcast. Thanks for watching. 